A thief tries to earn his keep. A crooked business plan is exposed. The team tries to retrieve the Marauder and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap the latest episode of The Bad Batch. Hello there. Welcome back to the Sky Guys podcast. We are catching up on Season 2, Episode 10 of The Bad Batch, entitled Retrieval. And spoiler alert, The Bad Batch got their ship back this week. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips, also with us today. The man's voice here in the narration every single week. Pete Consular is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to talk Bad Batch. Like you said, you pretty much summed up the 20 minutes there, or 30 minutes, whatever it is. They got the, the ship back, so yeah. Yeah, they did get the ship back here. Also with us today, uh, the resident uh, thief in progress of the podcast, Nick Friad is here. Nick, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, um, This was an episode. It was an episode. It did happen. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. So uh, <laughs> see you next week. Yep. We'll, we'll get we'll get to some stuff here before we say goodbye, Nick. But as always, people want to follow this guy. Is subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and all usual suspects. And Mando is back one week from tonight on the day of recording here. So you want to be on here. You want to get those podcasts right away and not wait a couple of days in the, sky, in the Just in the Suffering feed. Absolutely. You got to subscribe. And uh, Wizard of Oz, Pete is back. My camera started messing up there in the first break. So, uh, but yeah, definitely subscribe. Um, you're missing out on all the exclusive content and also you're missing out on getting the the Mando content early, right? I'm, I'm not mistaken. The Mando content is going to be everywhere. Yeah, it's good. Mando episode recaps going to be everywhere here. And I'm like, I mean, like you guys in the Sky and the Sky Guys, we got the season three pre-ray. There's just in the suffering post. I guess getting that tomorrow. So you're going to have it three days early. So definitely get that exclusive content for Bad Batch and the regular content early for Mandalorian. Absolutely here. And Nick, if you want to follow the social media, how can I do that? Ask Sky Guys Podcast. That's both on Instagram and on Twitter. Absolutely here. And you can also follow us on the YouTube channel, Mike Phillips on YouTube video version of the conversation here. We've got our fun graphics up here. And I'm going to throw our, our pal Grogu here because I know there were rumors flowing on the internet that maybe like, the joke was that maybe they would tie the Bad Batch Ferret and Grogu around to sort of tie in with Mando's return next week. So that would be funny, Nick. That would be. It would be. All right. Before you get to the news, I just want to say um, some listeners may have known him, may not, but a friend of the podcast, our own Ryan Calvi, passed away this past week. And just want to shout that, you know, to dedicate this episode to him. Yeah. And uh, shout out to the to uh, his to his wife and the fa- and family They're going through a very tough time right now. Yeah, but let's, you know, just dedicate it to him, but let's move on. I think get the news next, right? Yeah, I handled the news because I, because even before that, because Nick could start a brand new day job. So Nick did not have time to compile the news. Week, so I am in charge of the news department this week here. So a bunch of stuff happened here. I'm going to share some visual aids or something here, but I'll throw a, quick, a couple of quick ones out here. Uh, Pete, Liam Neeson hates the Star Wars spinoffs. He feels they are ruining the franchise. Do you agree with... Liam, because he has said that Star Wars, the volume of Star Wars else is diluting the mystery and magic of the franchise. I think the volume may be hurting it, but I think if they were more practical in their choices, right? I think Book of Boba Fett didn't need to be there. Bad Batch probably didn't need to be here um, as much as we are mixed in enjoying the show or not. Um, I, I, I agree that the volume for any series can hurt it if it's too much. Marvel. <coughs> Yeah, no, they, they need to stop. They need they need I thought, to stop. I thought that was a real cough. <laughs> yeah, they do need to they do need to stop it. But like we'll also throw out a couple other things here. Nick, we news that came out a couple of days ago here. 
Star Wars Celebration, according to the official website, there is not going to be one next year. You, you're waiting until 2025 next celebration after the one in April in London here. So I think it's interesting they're skipping a year. Yeah, I wonder why. I also just wonder how many celebrations have there been? There was one in 22 that we all remember. That's why they announced a whole bunch of stuff. But, like, there wasn't one in 20 and 21 because of COVID, right? Yeah, I think 19 and was before that. There was one in... Nine, was there one every year before that? Is that was it a yearly thing? And is this the first non-COVID year they're skipping? I think it might it might have been biannually prior to that. I want to say okay. So yeah, I wonder why there's no celebration. It just seems like even if they don't have a celebration, just give us something out of an event. Almost like even if you give us a Nintendo calls the Nintendo Directs, PlayStation yeah. calls the State of Play. Give us a little video, like a half hour, twenty minute video, maybe, and just tell us what's coming. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking up the history of the Star Wars Celebration here. It's a, it's a, it's a very like erratic how they do it. Like first was in '99, then '0205 go with the prequels. '07, oh, a couple of '07 here. One in '08, ten, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty-two, twenty-three. So they're not, there's no real pattern to what they do. So maybe, maybe it'll be a good one in this year, and we won't, we won't be, we won't care that there is one that there isn't one next year. I guess that piece, it just, just there's no, you know, like, no Mandalorian next year, no movie next year. If you have to feel, say, well, you know, like, we'll, like, reload the, the uh, powder keg and have it big explosive 125. Yeah, I uh, I think that's it. I think they just want to make sure they have enough content to actually fill the celebration. Yeah, and 2025 also is the 20-year anniversary of Revenge of the Sith and the 10-year anniversary of The Force Awakens being released in theaters. So those are going to some panels there as well, I assume. Yeah, it's wow. good. Yeah. Pretty much everyone there. They certainly will here in terms of everybody who's alive at this point. And yeah. in terms of some other news that has popped up here, Mandalorian, some new stuff has popped up here. We had the first teaser clip they put on Twitter, I think right after we recorded our, our season three preview episode last week, Nick. So that was fun seeing uh, the, the scene of Grief Karga and Mando in, in Grief's office and Grogu force spinning himself in the chair. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, said it on the preview podcast. I, most excited because I don't know what's going to happen. Can't wait. Yeah, and I think that was a fun scene here. They also put out some new posters on day of recording here, some photos here. I'm going to share as Pete brought this to my attention here, so I'm going to pop this up here on the Mandalorian's Instagram page. You have photos here of posters of Mando and Grogu, Bo-Katan, and Grief Karga here. Uh, Nick, any reaction to the posters? Um, The Bo-Katan one looks pretty cool. I mean, they all look pretty cool, but I don't know. She's yeah. looking at something, maybe. I, I, they're not looking at anything. It's yeah. just, it's just what will make them look kind of cool in the poster. But is it a cut on her head? Are we used to that? I do not. I'm not used to that. No. Yeah. So that's maybe something. Also, this fun one that Pete pointed out here. This is a shot they put out of John Favreau and Pedro Pascal, a bunch of Mandalorians. And Pete, you want to uh, share with you guys what caught your eye in this photo? Yeah, so the, the first thing that kind of caught my eye was the the Mandalorian, the purple armor on the right, and it and it seems to be a variation or very close to Sabine's bird logo that she usually has. Um, and the colors also fit with like the light blue and the purple. So I, I kind of texted the guys off off uh, off air. I was like, Sabine confirmed? Question mark. I don't know. Um, it just seems like it's her style and also a variation of her logo. Uh, I find it weird that none of the comments bring that up because when I saw you say that, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, it looks just like her. And none of the comments on that Instagram post seem to say the same thing. find that odd. Yeah, I guess a lot of the casuals did not watch Rebels. I mean, maybe. maybe. 
Because that would be the only thing I could think of here because that did catch my attention. You're right. Especially with the with the coloring and the pink on the on the bird logo there and on the chest plate. Like that's all very Sabine esque. I wonder if that's just like you know, very teaser-esque because, like, the fr the guy in the front kind of looks like a Boa Fett, like, rip-off in terms of the uh, armor, so you wonder if it's a cosplay or something different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, to, to me, maybe because I took Sabina my draft, to me, I can't see how they just got a bunch of cosplayers because I also know that on Twitter, you can find out what Mando helmet you are, and I got the light blue one. So I feel like if they're marketing it, that type of armor, I can't see in a official Mandalorian post that they were just going to get random cosplayers with. And, and let's be honest, if these are random cosplayers, kudos to them about the armor and how they did, because it looks fantastic. So I think it might be official people. I don't know, again, if it's just a little Easter egg and we're not getting Sabine or if I'm just totally off base. But that was like the first thing I noticed. So the antenna are raised here. Yeah. All right, two more news items here of note. Like, one is the big news story of the week. That was kind of from Deadline, I think, back on. I want to say, I, I'm trying to remember the exact date of this, but I believe it was actually Holly Reporter had this story about them trying to slow down Disney promising to be better at curating releases under Bob Iger's storyline here. The big takeaway from the article is that Marvel are going to sort of slow down the amount they're putting content out, which means, like, there's supposed to be like five Disney Plus shows here. It's only going to be two. Lucasfilm, on the other hand, the, the article simply says they're going to be allowed to ramp up while being fiscally responsible. So that it seems like, uh, Pete, that the model here of three live action shows a year and working on movies, I feel like it's still going to be in play for them. Which concerns me because the fiscally responsible part makes me feel like something's going to suffer. Um, whether that be getting the talent, whether that be the graphics, whether that be number of episodes and they have to rush through the story. So i rather them say, hey, we're going to bump it down to one new project or two new projects a year so we have the budget to actually make them good than them saying, yeah, you can ramp up, but like, just make sure you're not spending too much money. It's just that kind of worries me. Nick, any thoughts on this? Uh, I think it could be all right. I mean, I agree with Pete. Um, that you, you know, exactly what he said. But I, um, I think Star Wars has been well-received lately. I mean, Mando... Andor, which is like, you know, how how much do we talk about how good Andor was? Like, um, if they continue to pump out content like that, I don't think anyone's going to complain. You just got to stay away from some of the other content that they've, book of Fed content they've done. Yeah, I think they're at the right pace as well. I think, like, they are not at the Marvel pace where, like, they got people they had full of Marvel fatigue, Nick. I think this is the right spot where I think they have the right amount of content coming out where it's like, Three shows, maybe like eight episodes a year, at most twelve episodes in a, in a show. So like, that's I think it's the right model. I think that they are saying, hey, you can keep doing what you're doing, but you know you can't like go berserker like your with your budget all all these things. Yeah. True. All right, and the last piece of news here is that one that came out uh, from Rosario Dawson doing an interview about Ahsoka, and apparently she said somewhere that. Ahsoka, I have a direct quote from her. Ahsoka, yeah, it's probably going to come out in the fall. We're going to have Haunted Magic on August 1st. This is some beautiful Disney Plus commercial voiceover. And I'm like, I just become a Disney princess. So take that last part out of it here. But Pete, it sounds like we're getting a long break between Mando and Ahsoka. I mean, I'm okay with that. I don't think we need to have things back to back. Um, I, I don't know what the official release date will be, but I, I would be okay with fall. If nothing else is going on, why not? Right? 
Yeah, me too. The Sky Guys have had a lot of work lately. We've been pulling <laughs> up. There's not a lot. Like since Andor started, we pretty much since Kenobi started, I feel like we haven't been able to just like relax a little I say, bit. I say since and, more since Andor started. Yeah, pretty much since Andor started, we've been nonstop having doubles. No, you know, nothing in the middle. It's nice to know that we're gonna have a break. Something's gonna, you know, we have some ideas for episodes in the middle too, so we definitely won't keep anyone waiting, but. It's, it's 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 nice to know that we're going to have some sort of a I don't want to say break because we'll still be around, but it's not pressing. Yeah, it's not going to be like urgent, like recap up immediately, but you will still get episodes. But like where we're saying, yeah. I feel like the spot here, Nick, that I've theorized here, I think it's going to be that Ahsoka is going to be probably in September, sort of the end or spot. I think they're going to wait to do Skeleton Crew until like the book of Boba late December slot. That's my guess. All right. Maybe they do. Uh... Maybe they do that Marvel show in the middle. Uh, the missed what's it? The secret invasion, secret, secret, the secret invasion, and Loki. The only two Marvel shows they have confirmed for this year right now. So I feel like they've they're going to try to do a better job spacing out all their content. So it's like something new, but it's not the same. Yeah, stuff I, I, I can see them doing Secret Invasion as soon as Mando ends, pretty much. Maybe like a, a May release. Yeah, I feel like Loki will be later in the year, but like that's a Marvel problem. We're not doing Marvel. Yeah. All right, that's it for the news department this week. There's a lot to catch up on here, but. This episode here, Retrieval, uh, Nick, safe to say, I think it went pretty much exactly how he thought it was going to go. Yep, Ahsoka trusted... Just Ahsoka. <laughs> Omega trusted somebody, decided to care for them. We followed him around. We learned about his problems. We saw there was a bigger bed. We realized that we could take down the bigger bed. We did, and everyone smiles. P, I think the one positive here is that, they, that we were able to get through the story without having Sid involved. Yeah, um, I had a major gripe with it, but we can get to that a little later. But I mean, like Nick said, this is pretty pretty standard, pretty, uh, in my opinion, just very blah. Yeah, it was pretty blah. Let's get to the episode here. So real quick at the beginning, we see that the Bad Bad is trying to, you know, repair like a like speeder bike to try and get going here. Omega, Nick has the, I mean, he has the brilliant brain song like, hey. We can track our gunk droid because even though the, the pilot, the thief turned off the ship's transponder, the gunk, he didn't turn off the gunk droid, so we can track him. And then it ends up working out pretty well. Yeah. It does. It, it, oh, go ahead, Pete. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Nick. Uh, I think my major gripe is, is Omega in this episode. Um, and I've talked about before, her character keeps flip-flopping from I have great ideas and I'm capable and I'm a integral part of this team to I'm a child, let's go treasure hunting. And I think that's the part that really bothered me this episode throughout. Um, but yeah, plan worked. Uh, sorry, Nick. You can go now. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say. Um, nothing really, actually. So I'm glad you took over because I don't remember what I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna go to you, Nick, because we found out the thief is not indeed Hondo; it is a kid named Benny. It, Benny with an I. So yay for a, a a real person named Nick. Yeah, I'm. I'm still a little. Confused why now it seems like it's on purpose. Uh, I don't know if someone at Lucasfilm, maybe Dave Filoni or someone listens to our show, but it seems like it's on purpose that they're kind of like teasing Hondo with us. Like, it's because first of all, the guy looked like him last week, it wasn't him, we knew it wasn't him last week, but it looked like him. And then this week, we find out oh, it was a crew of pirates. And we've met pirates before in this show, it almost seems like they're teasing us at this point. Several times we've met pirates. Yeah, it seems like it really does seem like they're teasing us. I really actually believe it now because I don't think it was a coincidence how much the guy looked like Hondo last week from the from from far away. Once you zoomed in, not at all, but I, I don't think it was a coincidence. Now I'm starting to believe that. 
And yeah, because this is a this episode might have a record for real human names in this crew because you got Benny, you got the other guy named Drake. There's a guy named Hugh in the cast. I mean, like there's a there's a lot of uh, normal people names in this. Maybe they're running out of names they can make. I guess you can never run out, right? Yeah, you can, yeah. This crew, you can, you can name someone anything. I'm looking at a speaker right now. You can take the name and add an H to it and speak ha, and that works. Specka. Yeah. Done. Yeah. That's a name. Yeah, we have Benny Barrow, who's the uh, the kid who's dealing with the guy at the time. Bryce, Drake, and Hugh. So those are four relatively normal names. That's true. Yeah, look at the Wikipedia. This is the other four are part of the uh, pirate crew. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Pete, we get to see that uh, this kid. Uh, I I've just spent the whole episode just calling him Fake Ezra because he lo- looks and acts like Ezra does when he first shows up here. So. Fake like uh Benny aka fake Ezra gets gets back and then we see the setup here of this crew of pirates led by Mako, who is this like big gluttonous alien and basically says, like, you know, like, I gotta strip the ship for parts. Apparently he's holding some sort of uh basically Ponzi scheme sort of deal where he's pitting all of his workers against each other to try and like get minimal like uh gain while he's main, make, maintaining lots of profit. So what do you think about this guy? He's a typical piece of crap i mean it's just like it's just kind of star wars empire-esque kind of behavior so yeah not much more to say other than that yeah not much this is uh mako mako yeah that he kind of reminds me of um oh, i don't remember his name you would remember his name from the clone wars the one who was in charge of them the general jedi oh, i thought there's like the guy from rebels who was like working with hondo yeah, yeah, he does, but he reminds me. What was that guy, the Jedi who was in charge of the clones who like tried to kill them all? Oh, poor like Pong Krell. Yes, it kind of reminds me of him a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but he he just doesn't treat his people right, and and usually that comes back to bite you. Yeah, it usually does. So we do find out here that the Bad Batch get there. They find uh, Benny with the Gonk droid because Mako gives him the droid to basically do whatever he wants with it. Uh, Benny tries to talk his way out of this situation. The Bad Batch basically intimidate him to helping them find the ship. And I think the only normal thing about this, Nick, is that we get a lot of, like, record grunting at this kid. And he's, like, trying to sneak off and, like, run away from them. Yeah, I liked how he's like, I'm not showing you. And then five seconds later, he's like, I am showing you. Normally, that would get us mad, right? We yeah. talked about that in, um, was it Kenobi? Boba Fett, I know it definitely had that. No, Kenobi with the, uh, uh, with uh, the uh, guy. The Roken I, move. What was his name? Roken? Yep. Yeah, yeah, but in this time it made sense because he's like, I'm not helping you, and then Wrecker scared the hell out of him, so then he's like, okay, I'll help you, so it actually made sense. I was okay with that. Yeah, it did make sense here, and then the idea here they come up with is that they're going to sneak into a refinery, the Bad Batch should go in, find their ship, and I did think, like, this was sort of, you know, very cookie-cutter plot here, and the idea is that they find the ship, it's been partially assembled, the team has to reassemble it, Betty convinces the crew, he's like, hey, like, you guys will stick out like sometimes I bring you into the base to go shut down the ray shields to fly the ship out of here. So I'm going to take Omega with me so that you don't do that. So, Pete, is this a, do you think that uh, Benny had this uh, double cross planned all along? Uh, no, I think he panicked when the big dude came. I don't think he was planning on it, but I could be wrong. Just just based on his reaction. Uh, Nick, what do you think about uh, Mako's setup here where we have the earner of the month club and and a high earner gets like the the one full bowl of porridge, and everybody else gets like the scraps of one bowl. Apparently, this guy Drake has been winning every month for like years. This is 
this is, I think, the third time I brought this up, but this reminds me exactly of Andor. This is exactly like when they're in the prison, you know? The, the top earner gets the flavor in their food. Like, same thing. Yeah. So, huge parallels there to Andor. And uh, I like this guy, though. I don't like the way he is. It seems crazy to think that there are people who, are, who would still suffer through this kind of oppression at this point in time in the galaxy. I know we don't go into deep sequel territory. This guy also reminds me of an uncarped plot from Episode 7 when, like, in terms of getting yeah, the and he's and he doesn't make a good deal unless he actually has something to get to bargain for. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So while this is going on, Pete, we do see that uh, we see what Mako's scheme is here. We see that Omega and uh, Benny sneak upstairs to his to his room after Benny steals the key, and then we find out basically that Benny is like secretly pushes the like alarm alarm like the uh, bank alarm button to get Mako to come back up and see what's going on. And while they're trying to deactivate his heels, uh. Omega finds uh, his profit reports, Mako, and finds that he's making a lot of money. He's in telling the guys he's poor. I gotta be honest, I missed the whole silent alarm button thing. Maybe that's why I thought he uh, didn't plan it. But um, but yeah, I mean, it just it's kind of like an eye-opening um, opportunity and, and moment for the thief. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously it, it helps out the crew later on in the episode. Yeah, it does here. And then we get the, the big conflict, Nick, the end, towards the end of the episode here where yeah, Omega gets caught. The Bad Batch get exposed. And then we have this standoff on the bridge where Omega reveals the information to Benny about how like he's ripping you off. And then this leads to the big revolt, which I think is a lot of is basically you know ends in a really stupid way. You know where they all lunge at him and he dives. And then he like Benny tries to save him, be a noble guy. He just swats his arm and falls to his death. Yeah, kind of like the prison break from Andor, huh? Yeah. No, very different. Um... Uh, yeah, nice little revolt though. Get good to see people on the same page, overcoming their—I don't know what you call them—slave owner. I don't know what he was. He kind of, kind of reminded me. They're basically his slaves, right? Well, I mean, he's treating them as much, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, was nice though to see the revolt, and uh, guess what? That was pretty much it. That's pretty much it. We do get one line at the end here where they get their ship back, and Omega and Tech have a conversation. Pete, Omega says, "You know, there's like." This is just like the Empire, where except that like there's an old person doing it on a smaller scale. I think Tech points out Omega says like, you know, we could do more to help people. That's sort of the note we had the episode on. Yeah, I mean, a uh, typical ending for Omega, you know, saying we need to help more people. Um, I, I don't know where they go with it, but yeah, that's yeah, how they end it. I feel like you think at some point she stops helping every single person in the galaxy. <laughs> Like, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Helping people is a great thing. You know, it, it, if you're if you're listening to this and you want to if you want to learn the moral of the story or a lesson, it's that you should help people. But yeah, that's the Saturday morning cartoon lesson of the week. So you you should not help people. every single person. You're walking around in New York City. You help every single homeless person. You're not going to have any money left. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like uh, I feel like we've had this lesson a few times in the show and they never seem to follow it the next couple of weeks. No. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just like empty promises and an empty kind of dialogue. And and this show, like, unfortunately, has proven to me more times than not that most of the episodes have empty dialogue and themes. There are a lot of fillers, and it's it's taking the same approach as the Clone Wars did. And it's uh, a little disappointing. Yeah. Before I move on to the trackers here, and I'll spoil it. None of them got updated this week because everything stayed pretty much the status quo in this regard. But I'll ask both of you this question here. 
if we had found a way to mash the two episodes from last week, this week and last week together and gotten one cohesive story, you think this is any better? Yeah. A little uh, bit better. I mean, I don't think it's like it goes from a... I'm not saying this is my rating. I don't think it goes from a 2 to a 10, but it, I think it's better. I, I'm Instead of having to, having to wait two weeks to find out that it was Mako. And Benny. And Benny. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to argue that uh, it stays the same, personally. You think it's just a 45-minute nothing burger? Yeah, I honestly do. Oh, that's, that's something for sure to discuss going forward here. But we're going to go to our trackers real quick. As I mentioned earlier, nothing updated here. So I'm going to sort of speed through them here. Nick, the Hondo tease again does not come through. 18 points for Hondo. Disaster. It is an disaster. Ad- it is a disaster here. So next up here, uh, Pete, we're going to mention here that uh, we still are on 10 planets. We have not advanced that, one, that, that job at all. That's okay. We still hit hit a good amount of plants so far. It's a planet episode, right? Yep. Uh, We're not hitting our over under. There's no way our over under should have been fifteen. The live bet is fifteen and a half. The original was nineteen and a half. Yeah, the the live bet's over applying an episode. Yeah, and I honestly I would still take the under. Yeah. Uh Nick, no new live action cameras week, so we're still at nine. Okay. Oh, we did get new characters. No, we did not get any new cameos. Yes. Yep. Pete, we're still on this on last week's Sid mission, so we have five Sid missions. I don't know if they brought any uh, Ipsium back with them. Thank God. <laughs> last but not least, the clone tracker here. Nick still at seven clone, which is insane when you think about like last year being a clone every thirty seconds. Yeah, this this season has really been not what any of us have expected, right? We had three great episodes, like two average ones, and the rest, the rest are terrible. Yeah, I, I'm interested into it, it, as to like these. Are these gonna get better? I running do. out of time. Yeah, we are running out of time, and I think this we sort of hit the common theme that the sit angle is the problem here. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead now. Let's get to our MVP LVP board. These are the best and worst characters of the season. We are giving out points every episode we do here. So here's where the board stands after uh, eight weeks after nine episodes here. So. And you'll see this is a very interesting board overall. Commander Cody still on top after his one appearance in episode three at plus three. Gungi plus two. Tech the at plus two. Palpatine also plus two. The plus ones are Echo, Romar, Nick. I added Benny's name to Benny the Thief, so he is plus one. And we're plus one, Nick, after last week. Great. Yep. Uh, the zeros. Uh, Wrecker, Hunter, Senator Chuchi, and Omega. So three bad batch members are at zero. Negative one is Crosshair, Governor Groton, Tony Ains, Disney, and Venomore. Vice Admiral Rampart is negative three, and Sid is negative five, bringing up the rear. I don't think it's going to be hard for it to get caught. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think it'll happen, especially because Rampart's not even with us anymore. Yes, as far as we know, he, he could show up in something else. Oh, yeah, true. All right, so let's start out here. I'm going to have fun with this one. Pete can start off with the positive here. Who is the MVP of the week? Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Benny, because he finally figured out the he was doing the wrong thing. He had a little character development, so Benny? <laughs> Benny the Thief gets another point. Bored, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> Alright, uh, Nick, who's your MVP for the week? So I'll be doing something. I'm not going to spoil it yet, but I'll be doing something that this podcast has never seen before. But my MVP 
will be Tech. I think that Tech line at the end was tremendous, and it basically is the first sign of hope in the galaxy that we've seen. Omega's like, hey, maybe there's many bad people. He goes, well, just as many bad people. There are good people. It's our first sign of hope, and it's a great line, and I think that's going to teach Omega a lot. Yeah, I'll also give it Tech, because he also did put the ship back together. Without him, we're not, they're not leaving. Yes. All right, let's go the other way. LVP, Nick Stars off here. Who is the LVP of the week? This is what we've never seen before. The LVP is tech. <laughs> the fact that Omega thought of the fact that they can track the gonk droid and not him alone is, giving, is me giving him the LVP. Like, you're supposed to be the brains and she's thinking of it, not you. That's my reasoning. All right, so tech, it's zeroed up. He said the plus one, but I gave him a point. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, my LVP of the week is going to be uh, Mako because his scheme, I think, like, was very, like, you know, Top heavy and like very pyramid schemey, where like all it took was somebody look crunching the numbers, figure out that he actually had no game and he was just basically siphoning them off of them. Plus, like the fact that we get that shot of him like eating like every piece of chicken in the office possible, like it's very unflattering. Looks, so I'll give him the LVP for that one. So, Pete, who's your LVP? Uh, I want to give it to the whole crew, but I'm going to give it to I think it's Hunter who allows Omega to do something on her own like that where it was like keep this guy in your sights and sneak into the big bad boss's uh control room and and all this stuff after not trusting her with the 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 treasure hunt and all that stuff so i just i'm gonna give him the lvp just just poor decision making all right so next up here i go to the grade section here this is a grading on a scale of one to ten one is worse than 1978 holiday special 10 is up at the prison break of andor as the best episode of live-action Star Wars content. Safe to say this is not going near a 10. I'm going to give this one a... I'm give it a 4. I feel like last week, at least, we had a little character development for the team where they were talking to each other, you know, dealing with things. This week was really just, you know, simple, simple, pointy-shooty, like, uh, navigation stuff. And they were also pretty dumb at points here. So, I mean, the fact they got played with Benny the Thief after all that, I'm going to give them an episode of 4 here. So, Pete, where are you going with it? I'm giving it a 2.5, and the reason why it's so low is because this episode provides minimal, and I mean minimal, minuscule, minuscule promise and importance to this show, except for maybe text line at the end. I think it's just, this is just not, you can delete this episode and it wouldn't matter, and I think that's a problem. Uh, Nick, what's your grade? I'm giving it a 5. I think it's incredibly average. I don't think it was necessarily good. I don't think there's anything really wrong with it. It doesn't really serve a point for the plot, but it also doesn't hurt in the plot. It's just a throw it in there kind of episode. There was some cool action. It wasn't great, but it did it did its job. It kept me somewhat entertained. I guess if I was rating it on an entertainment scale, was I entertained? Somewhat. So right in the middle. So what you gave it a five? Gave it a five, right in the middle. All right, so that's our grades for this week. Next week episode here called Metamorphosis, and it makes me wonder. I know we were told we teased a couple weeks ago that we're having a big crossover, so I wonder if this is it. Um, I have a question for you, Mike. Yeah. Where do you get the name for the next episode? Uh, the wiki, they released all the episodes like uh, titles on like prior to the season, so the wiki, Wikipedia has them. Oh, because I always thought that like, I had no I just thought of it now. I was like, how does he get these? Like, I don't know idea what the next episode is until I'm here. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, so I think this might be the crossovers that we're talking about here. I feel like we really need one. This is crazy now. It's, it's going to be episode 11, and we've seen him what, once? We saw him once. He hasn't seen since episode three. 
Yeah, that's 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 a little crazy. Yeah, Pete, you think this could be the crosshair zone or it could be something else? Yeah, he's gonna turn into a butterfly. <laughs> that's gonna be it. Uh, yeah, I sure. I'm hoping. I mean, like Nick said, I'm hoping because we haven't seen much of him. We've seen him in one episode here, and like, I mean, they've left that Cody plot point dangling for eight episodes. That's yeah, a- that has been nothing that we thought was going to be happening in the trailer. We thought it was going to be a, the clone. Remember this? We were like, the, in episode three, we were like, oh, it's going to be the beginning of the clone revolution. Like, we haven't seen a clone since. We got him in episode eight. Yeah, but you know what I mean? We haven't seen like the continuation of that yet. The thing that's, I think, the problem with this show here, I mean, like, if you went one, like, the problem is, like, these missions are going on completely in any of the storyline. Like, we just need to get to the point where they say, you know, we're going to help people, actually, not just be on Sid's, on, be on Sid's retainer. I, I just think it's a six-episode season, maybe, tops, and that's not enough for them. Like, they need to make more episodes, or it's not worth the network to have it. So just throw episodes like this in there. But even so, Pete, I mean, like, there's stuff that's interesting going on, but it's not being shown any of it, between the Cody stuff... Rex and uh, Echo going off and like doing their own thing. Like we're stuck with these guys doing errands. Well, that's that's what's infuriating to me. You have all of these plot points that, with twenty minute minute episodes, you can fill a full season. You don't need this filler crap. That's what infuriates me. And then what's going to happen is they're going to hit us with a bombshell, and it's only going to be a twenty minute episode, and then the season's going to end. It's like, but wait a minute, well, you could have you could have flushed this out over the whole season. This is something we talked about. We did our Clone Wars reviews back. In 2021? Yeah. Is that the year? Yep. In 2021, we talked about it. We said, can you imagine watching this live and having to wait like four episodes of C-3PO and R2 running around with other droids? Like, that's what it seems like at some points. Yeah, we're living it. We're living it, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get one crosshair good episode, then we're going to get a couple of duds that we have the inevitable co- confrontation with Sid, and then we're going to be boom, we're at the finale. I agree. To me, that makes a very unsuccessful season. To me, that just, that... I don't know. That 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 just makes me mad. It does. We're sort of twirling our thumbs at these guys and wasting our time. Where we could like even season one, like at least we're getting you know like interesting cameos. They took that away from us and not even like and sort of like we got like all our trailer stuff. Nick, I think it's pretty much done already, right? Um, I think so. Because we already get, got Gungi, we got Cody, we got Palpatine. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, so that's what's coming on here. We're also going to next week get into the Mandalorian stuff. So we're we announcing here where we schedule change to the bad bad stuff here. So we are still going to cover the episodes, but they'll be coming out later in the week. They'll be coming out over the weekend on Saturday or Sunday. The Mando episodes will come out the day after they air. What I think is people are much more excited for Mando. I don't want to make them wait for that. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> Okay, so that's the plan next week. Chapter 17 of Mandalorian will be out in the podcast feed day after recorded. On th- it'll be out on Thursday. And then the Bad Batch episode will be probably Saturday, I guess, if not Sunday. But you will get it before this episode 11 for those of you who are along for the ride with us for that. And with that, I do want to thank you guys for coming on here. Fun episode of the podcast here. So, Pete, if you want to follow you on social media, how do I do that? At PJConsidori29 on Twitter. Absolutely here. Uh, Nick, one more time for the uh, social media people. How can they follow the uh, Sky Guys on social media? At Sky Guys Podcast, that's both on Instagram and it's also on, what is it, Twitter? Yep. Is that the other one? Yep. Yes, Twitter. That's that, that, yeah, that's the one where people send out tweets. So we'll see our tweets there. Yep. You guys will follow me on Twitter, mphilips331. It's M P H I L I P S 331. 
This week over on the Just on the Suffering podcast, there I talked to our good friend Dan DiMartini, who works the PGA Tour, about Full Swing, the Netflix docuseries. He gave you some behind-the-scenes insights into the production of that show. Uh, that's that's great. This is actually my first time right now on Twitter in days, and I have over thirty notifications. So, if you have your if you haven't opened your Twitter in a while, open it up and like the Sky Guys podcast tweets. Yeah, absolutely. Here, that's gonna be all for this week. But we'll be back next week, Mandalorian next week, and some more Bad Batch. But until then, may the force be with you.